0: This is The Average Guy Network and you have found Home Gadget Geeks show number 426 recorded on December 12th, 2019. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way. Your home news reviews, product updates. And conversation, a lot of it tonight, uh, all for the average guy. I'm your host Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy studios here in Mike. Uh, winter is upon us. No more fall. It's done. The, the The we had this wind the other day. In fact, when I left for London, we had wind advisory that like it was like 100 miles an hour, blew the leaves everywhere. I, I felt like all the work I'd done in the fall all screwed up. All right, is, how's your yard?
1: Well, my yard's fine. I got all the leaves up, but I was supposed to be out in a in a deer stand hunting that day. It was a Sunday. We were down at the farm, and I was I just called it. I'm like, we're, we're heading back to Omaha. There's no, I am not sitting out in a deer stand, strapped to a tree, twelve feet up in this wind. <laughs> Aaron, do you guys have a bunch of snow on the ground? Or are you guys how
0: are you, how are you guys doing up there?
2: We uh, have quite a bit of snow. We had a big dump of snow about a month ago. It kind of stuck around. We had another one, and then just yesterday we had another unexpected one. So I think it's going to be a white Christmas here.
0: That's good. That's not always a bad thing. We get maybe once every three or four years here in Nebraska as a white Christmas, and that's not always a bad thing. One time Ooh. we had a blizzard Christmas Eve, like canceled Christmas Eve services, but the that morning, you know, and we had a foot or yeah. 18 inches of snow on the ground, and it was beautiful. And I was just like, this is Christmas. So... Sorry, if you live in Australia, you'll never have a white Christmas, but you can have them if you come up here to the United States. Of course, we'll post a show, a whole bunch of show notes tonight because Aaron has been kind enough to provide the links uh, for those. You can get them all out at The Average Guy. Dot TV. Don't forget, you can listen to us live on our mobile app when you're traveling. Uh, for I could have used that, except I wasn't there to do the show last Thursday. Mike, did you go live on Twitch? Is that is that what you did on Thursday? Well, night?
1: yeah. Well, I streamed on Mixer for just a little bit, and I think I had a few of them stop out and 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 see it. So that
0: yeah, good. Fun. Well, thanks for filling in for me. Will in the post show. So if you're a regular listener uh, in the post show, I'm going to kind of give a London update. So that'll be available on Patreon. You can go to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. I have kind of the separate feed for that. You don't need to be a subscriber. I'll just make it public, and you can go out there and get that. We'll do a London update, a little bit on some beer, and I've got some new cigars I want to talk about um, as well. But if you want to download the app, the uh no, go to HomeGadgetGeeks.com, and that will get you the app Android and iPhone as well. Big thanks to Samantha or Sammy, my, my daughter. She came on last week, two weeks ago. Actually, did a bang-up job, and it's a really good episode. So if you didn't catch it, it's not... There's no tech in it. Uh, It's just her and I talking about her, her future in journalism. We talk a little bit about broadcast journalism and how she sees cable news networks and how she views her job as a journalist. And then I asked the question, is podcasting journalism? And uh, we we talk a little bit about that. So if you haven't gone back to it, 425 HGG 425 at the average guy. TV. Aaron Lawrence is with us tonight, and of course, big friend of the show. Aaron, I'm going to owe you a Home Gadget Geeks T-shirt. I think this is maybe eight, nine, ten times you've been on. I, I've kind of lost track, but welcome back.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. And Christmas is coming, Jim. I'm just saying.
0: Okay. Well, maybe a maybe a T-shirt uh, <laughs> should be coming. Your I would way.
2: wear it with pride.
0: Wow, that is so awesome. By the way, I know we always say this, but a huge thanks to you for just being like I just call you and like hey can you come on the show and you always say yes and you're always a great guest so thanks for being kind to us as uh, you know we're just two tech podcasters here in Nebraska and but I always get really good comments when you're here so thanks for doing this. Oh
2: thank you and thank you for the invitations. Honestly I like I like talking to you guys a lot and your audience is really great, super engaged and interesting so it's always fun for me too. Yeah.
0: They're they're super fun indeed. Hey, give us a quick update. How's how's the van thing going on like have you have you acquired anything new in the (laughs) process
2: in in fact i did we got uh stumbled into a really great deal on a 2017 ford transit so we had a 2007 dodge sprinter that we customized that went so well we stumbled onto this great deal on the newer ford so unexpectedly bought a second van and have started customizing that as well um Things are a little slow right now because it is cold and quite snowy here. Do you have a so, garage
0: you can pull it into and work on? An we old.
2: do have a garage, but it's um it's not overheight. So we can't actually... And both the vans we have are overheight. So we can't actually pull them in. And at that point with the door open, it the, there's no warmth happening. So no, we kind of just, uh, just put it on hold a bit. But... I've got some new solar gear coming we talked about putting solar panels on the van so we're going to do that again um we're probably going to try and put some propane into this one which we didn't do in the last one uh propane stove propane heater probably air conditioning which we didn't have in the last one and what am i forgetting does it have a full solar again
0: does it have a window in the side because that was a problem right it was kind of yes. a it was kind of a tunnel Oh, no. This
2: this one doesn't have a window on the side, but it does have two windows in the back, which I'm okay with. And we might yet try and and get a window installed. We'll have to see. But yeah, we're uh, we're pretty excited. I'm waiting for it to warm up. I hope we get a few warm days over the holidays so we can get a few things in. We need to get it spray foamed. We're going to get it insulated, um, which we did with the last one. And that seemed to keep things nice and toasty. Yeah. So how yeah, do, it's, it's really do... fun.
0: How'd the tech work out? You had some lights, you had a fan, you had a fan that would pop up. You had some, you know, chargers, you're working off a battery. I don't think you had enough batteries in there, just to be honest. Like there was just, it was kind of small, to be honest. We, we saw the pictures.
2: Totally. Yeah.
0: A um, little undersized for, for what I thought you were, but did it work for you guys when you were going out? And It
2: does. And, the and- The single battery that we have in the Sprinter is, is usually good for kind of almost 24 hours. So that's one of the things we did learn that we would probably put in a second battery um, and maybe a third in this new van. And we did uh, 200 watts of solar in the original van and we're probably going to up it to 400 watts of solar. We also got this really great gadget, which I didn't even know these things existed. It's essentially an AC powered generator. So it's from a company called Renogy and it's called the Lycan Box. So you can plug this looks like a generator in and you can run all your tech off it you can charge your phones you can run a heater off it um just depends on wattage and amperage which i'm still learning about but you can also power it not only off the ac you can power it off the cigarette light charger in the vehicle or off solar power so we're gonna get a solar it's called a solar suitcase which is one of those things that just sort of opens up 3 or 400 watts of solar panels, plugs into this device and keeps it charged all the time. So making some significant power upgrades in the next van definitely.
0: Sounds good. What's the retail on something like that? I mean, what does that set you back? That's that can't be cheap.
2: On the solar, I think yeah. the solar panels, oh gosh. I want to say they're around 100-150 bucks per panel and our, our each of our panels is about 100 watts. The Lycan Power Box is probably closer to like eight, nine, hundred, a thousand bucks, I think. Um, and the like the battery in that is replaceable, so once you get through all of your charging cycles on a battery like that, in theory, you can replace it. So it should last a good long time. We've been we've been playing with it and toying with it. We have it's been too cold to get out for much, but yeah, we can't can't wait to try out all this new all these new toys, all this new tech. So is the idea that you're going to keep
1: both vans or eventually sell the first one? What's, what's kind of the plan? Airbnb. Think, the one. Yeah.
2: no. Hey, I didn't even think about that. Is there a service for that? I'm sure there is. There is. And we did it last summer and had the van rented out all summer. So I think we got it for one weekend in the end, had it rented out, which was part of the reason we thought, Hey, if we keep this first van while we do the second van, we can rent the first van out and then see where we get to. So yes, to answer your question, there is an Airbnb for van life. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple of them. There's one called Outdoorsy and another one called RVZ, Um, both.com. I think Outdoorsy.com, RVZ.com. And you can put in your parameters. Do you want a trailer? Do you want a fifth wheel? Do you want, you know, a small compact van? And you can rent them out by the night. So we did that with the first van and had great success and people – really liked it. It was really fun to share the whole van life experience with people like us who had never really tried it before, you know, a year ago. And it went really well. So we're going to see, uh, see where we get to this next year. When you end
1: up with a fleet, you're going to have like a whole fleet of vans. They're just gonna keep rolling the money into the new one,
2: right? Don't, don't laugh because that might actually <laughs> it's, be talking about it.
1: Doing. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah, you that know, sounds great. And, uh, and it's fun, right? Something to work on, something to keep you distracted and something to try out some of this new. I mean, think of all the solar tech that you get to kind of try out with this and see how it works. You guys, you had an extender, right? You had a cell phone extender in there as well. Or, yes. Right?
2: Amplifier, That's signal amplifier. Um, yeah. And we've tried a couple of different versions of those. You can get them built in or temporary so that you can kind of just stick them on with a magnet and use them where you need them. And those actually work really great. Like all this stuff I didn't even know existed. And I was like, hmm, solar. I'm like, how good can it really be? And then you hook up the solar and it's like, oh no, it keeps everything like fully charged all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's been really good. Um, we've been really happy. We've been um, getting stuff from that company. I think I just mentioned it called Renogy. And there's, their stuff is really durable. Um, the products are really well made. So we've been really happy with it. And so to your question about the additional batteries, they also carry batteries. So I think we're going to order up a bunch of new batteries from Renogy probably in the next couple months. And yeah, we've been happy with it.
0: And I think there's some math that goes along with uh, usage. And you really don't want the battery to go down below a certain amount as you're using those. So you kind of need to overpower what you think. Mm -hmm. It's not like your cell phone where you take it down and bring it up, but you want to keep your battery bank pretty full, I think, in most cases. And I've heard in some cases, you not even want to get it below 50%. Uh,
2: Yeah, that's what we've been reading. And my husband has been very good about, you know, when it does snow, as it has been here, he's out on the sprinter van with a, he bought a, like an extra long mop with not, not the mop head, but like a flat mop kind of thing. And so he gets out and he pushes the snow off the solar panels so that, you know, everything stays charged up. And he bought uh, a trickle charger for it. So if we ever do, you know, get into a spot where it's just the weather is not cooperating, it's too cloudy or too much snow, Mm -hmm. we just plug in the trickle charger and that keeps everything topped up really nicely.
0: That's super great. And so we'll follow you, though. If folks are new to the channel, maybe they're hearing you for the first time. They want to follow you on these van builds. Where's the best place to do that?
2: I would say start with the blog, which is techgadgetscanada.com. And we also share this on youtube.com slash Aaron Lawrence TV and Twitter and Instagram at Aaron L Y Y C. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's, it's getting popular. So, Mike, you got into a little trouble for following the a van life, right? I was <laughs> kind of wondering what's going on. Is uh, it Instagram?
1: Yeah, on the Instagram, we talked about hashtag van life last time. And fantastic. Definitely worth a follow. But there's we were talking about before we started, before we went live, there's almost kind of like a hippie movement behind this as well. It's kind of part of it, right? Like live off the land, live in your van 24-7. Well, there's also a trend of – um of people showing how they bathe. And so usually they're skinny dipping in like a lake right next to their van. And my wife was like, Why are there always like people bathing in a lake on your Instagram? <laughs> I'm like, I swear it's nothing weird. Um I'm I'm here for the vans. I'm not here for uh the skinny <laughs> dipping women.
2: are they all ridiculously good looking though?
1: They are. And usually they're they're uh their backside's bare. Um so <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, well,
1: if they weren't, I don't think my wife would have a problem with it. I think it's I'm,
0: a I'm, I'm, Hold on, let me fire my Instagram. Sounds like something yeah. I need to follow. So, yeah. uh, an interesting uh, byproduct of a conversation we had uh, right. coming back in the summer. So, yes. um, Aaron, as we think about Christmas, and we kind of have you on early every year to kind of think about that. And I, I the, the first thing, the first couple of things I want to talk about is something every Christmas I think about. Like, because, okay, in my house, I'm the guy who vacuums. So when the kids moved out, we divided and conquered kind of the house chores. Like who's going to do what, and and so I took over all the the watering of the plants and all the vacuuming. And so every Sunday I vacuum the house top to bottom, but I vacuum the house top to bottom. And so with the with the advent of robot, you know, we've talked with you about uh, robot um, mowers mm-hmm. but for the last I don't know three four years. Right, these aren't that new, but there's been some a lot of innovation around the the Roomba, the iRobot, the, the these vacuum cleaners that do this in the house, and I struggle with it every year because it's a five hundred dollar bill. Right, it's four five hundred dollars to get the really good ones. I think. Yeah, yeah, okay, so more.
2: And well, it's and it's going up, yeah, because they're yeah. getting smarter.
0: Well, right, and there's there's now one that has its own base station, and it, it right that came out last year, I think, at this time, and it it, it it discharges and you know the 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 junk for you. So, you spent a little time on your site, and these links will be in the show notes, so folks want to come out and see the work that Aaron's done on it. But you've looked both at the iRobot Roomba, the S nine plus, as well as the and I have no idea how to pronounce this, Braja. <laughs> Brava
2: bra- Jet. I think bra- I actually typoed it on oh, you. Okay. Sorry, that's my but fault. I, I want to say Brava Jet. Hey bra. <laughs> What's up, bra? Um, well but I read B- it as
1: Baja, so I, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not even reading even more close to the right word. That's but... the
2: surfboard mopping yes, device. Exactly. Yeah. point
1: three is
0: starting to kick in. Let me just <laughs> let, let me just say. I'm so, drinking
1: water. What's my excuse? You yeah.
0: know? You've looked at you've looked at both of those. Let's kind of start with the mop. Piece, and you know, we we talked to you back. I think back in the spring, and you even tried one of those kind of mop style that clean the window, right? When when yes. right, we did that. Yep. So, have you been trying these out? Are they are they getting better? I mean, is it is it are they, are they actually doing their job?
2: They're getting a lot better, and I would say the key thing now, which makes a lot of sense to me, is that the mop talks to the vacuum. So, the thing about a robot mop is. It's great, provided you, Jim, have done the vacuuming in your house. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it's just getting gummed up with, you know, pet hair and dust and everything else. So what they've been doing is figuring out how to get these two robots to talk to each other. So the good thing about the robot mop, which is the Brava Jet M6, and that's by iRobot. They're kind of like the giant of robot floor cleaning devices, if you will. So they figured out a way to get these two devices to talk to each other. So if you want to mop your floor, you can send the sweeper, the vacuum out first. It sweeps up the whole house for you. And then when it's done, it basically tag teams the mop. The mop goes out and mops everything down. So to your point, yes, there were robot mops before. Yes, there were robot vacuums before. But now they're literally a team. Like I think the next phase might be they combine into one magical device that does everything. Yeah. but for now, they work in tandem. They work in coordination. and that's that's pretty neat to see because yeah, it you, it it works
0: you would you would think the the two separate devices would probably be the best way to do this, right? There's one is using liquid, the other is is really just trying to pull in as much dirt as possible. And that maybe seem I, I don't know, as I look at i although i'll I'll probably be proven wrong. some engineering student will figure out how to do two for one or flip over. They always keep them pretty small too. Are these units, are they, are they remaining small? Have you seen them getting bigger? What are you seeing as far as these units go?
2: I would say the vacuums are probably about the same. They, you could say they've gotten bigger because now you've got the dustbin that comes with it. So whereas you used to have the robot vacuums that had a, a little, almost like a drawer that you would pull out and it was full of the dust and the dirt and the hair and everything else. You dump it in the garbage. Now they come with a dust bin attached. So it's, the actual base station is a lot bigger and it does take up a lot more real estate, but tucked inside it is a vacuum bag. And when the vacuum is doing its work, it goes out. If it's full, it'll send itself back to the base station, empty the robot out into the base station, and then go back out and keep, doing its job if it's not done your whole house. So the vacuums are, I would say, similar in size, but the base stations are bigger to accommodate, you know, that that extra service that they're providing, I guess you could call it. The mops are also bigger. Um, I tried out the, I, I would call it the original Brava Jet mop, probably about three years ago. And it was fairly small. I mean, like smaller than a lunchbox, fairly compact. And, you know, it's really kind of just doing one room like it's doing your kitchen or it's doing your bathroom and then it's sort of done but now the mop is a lot bigger and on um on the blog and the video review that i did i put them up side by side and you can actually see there is quite a size difference in them um the mopping pads seem to have gotten better they now make reusable mopping pads for the mop which is very convenient there they are. For, the, for those who can see the screen, um, it's quite a significant size difference. And the other big thing about both the mop, I would say, and the vacuums nowadays is they've got a lot more brains. So these devices are able to map out your entire home, your entire main floor, know where boundaries, barriers, obstacles, sofas, walls are, And that allows you to sort of go back in afterwards. You can label your map. And then because it's voice connected, of course, you can tell Google to go mop the living room and the kitchen or go sweep all the bedrooms. And they're that smart now that you can fine tune the cleaning power of them to that degree. Now,
1: how accurate because that's what I've been noticing is the marketing around these things has kind of shifted towards the mapping technology, right? And the is it, have you found it does a pretty good job? And I've always wondered do you have to almost tell it, well, show it a floor plan, or does it over time kind of give you the floor plan based on what it bumps into?
2: So, what it'll do, it takes, mine, mine took probably four or five days to do. But the first few times it goes out, and this is true for both the vacuum and the mob. It basically is just running its own little, you know, fact-finding mission. So every time it bumps into something, it registers that. And what it does over those first four or five days is it creates this, I mean, it doesn't even look like a map. It's just this really weird-shaped space. And what you have to do afterwards is sort of go in and try and figure out, okay, well, this big space over here must be the bed in the master gotcha. bedroom. And there's, oh yeah. And there's the dresser. Okay. So this is the master bedroom and here's the Island in the kitchen and here's the table. So, okay, this is the, ki- and you kind of have to put it together. It can be a little hard to interpret if you've got a lot of furniture or you haven't picked up your obstacles or if you have kids you who know, leave toys everywhere, every exactly. day. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it does a really good job and you can figure it out and then you go back in and label it afterwards. And, you know, because it's constantly learning. So say you left a giant box in the middle of your living room for some reason. It'll figure it out afterwards. If the box disappears, it's like, oh, something's changed here about this map. So it's constantly learning. But once you're able to add those labels to each of the rooms, you can control it, you know, with so much more precision. And it's, it's really cool. It does a really good job. Hmm.
0: So where... Maybe a couple years ago. I mean, these these did an okay job. Um, I'm showing the map uh, currently um, on the screen. Uh, it almost looks the map, you know, I'm, I'm kind of used to the, you know, when, when you think about the the map of a house, it's, you know, walls and stuff. This actually kind of looks like some islands in the South Pacific, yeah.
2: right? It looks a bit like a donut. But yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like the way, for those who can see it, obviously, if yeah. you... It's almost like it's on an angle, right? So, because we've got stuff around the edges of the walls, it cuts into it and creates this really weird shape. But that's just showing you that it knows where all the furniture that's placed against the walls are, or, you know, where walls or peninsulas or islands are. And the other thing they've added too which I think is really smart, is there's something called keep-out zones that you can add to these devices. So let's say you've got pet dishes that the mm-hmm. robot is constantly bumping into and spilling. Or you've got, you know, a rag rug by the front door that it's constantly getting caught up in. You can actually go in now to your map and draw sort of a keep-out area around whatever. And the either the mop or the vacuum will just stay away from that. So if it was ever... Our old vacuum would get caught up on this. We had this one sort of register in the floor, the vent, and it wasn't quite flush. So sometimes the vacuum would get sort of caught in it and then it would shut down. Now you can go in and say, just, just avoid this little small area so it never gets near it. So it's not as much of a problem anymore.
1: I've got to try one of these out. I'm really, I've been wanting to for a while. I think I'm going to wait though, until my boys get a little older and they're not leaving all of their, because all their toys are on the floor right now, puzzles, everything, and we would (laughs) lose stuff, I'm sure. Um, But, you know, I, ever since they came out with the model, like you said, with the base station that acts Mm -hmm. almost like a vacuum bag, because, you know, we vacuum, we are religious about vacuuming once or twice a week, but just we have a dog who's a massive shedder and you do one room and our big vacuum is entirely full. So, yeah, I mean, let's. Look how that has a lot of capacity and really makes it worth it because before it would probably only be able to do a quarter of the room um, mm-hmm. with, the, with the way our dog sheds. So yeah, this has me this has me
2: wanting to go out and try it again. Yeah, they're, they're ridiculously convenient
1: with
0: with the new units, do you feel like I, I always felt like when people do reviews they're like, this is good for kind of light cleaning, and I'm yeah. still probably vacuuming a once a month or you know kind of whatever? Are we still in that, you know, are we kind of still there with these where they're good for kind of just the, you know, the surface stuff, but you still, you still feel like you have to go back in vacuums every so often?
2: I mean, I think you do anyway, because there's always going to be spaces these devices can't get into, you know, whether that's your baseboards or the spot under the couch or, you know, the little space between the bedside table and the wall. You're always going to need to do that stuff anyway. But what I find these are good for is, you know, Mike, you said it, pets. You know, we've got two dogs and I can send these robots out three or four times a week while we're at work. So it doesn't bother us. And it keeps the overall cleaning down. To your question with the mop, you know, if if the dog's tracked in a ton of mud, is this going to scrub it all off? No. No. But, you know, that's, that's the kind of spot cleaning you're going to have to do yourself anyway. For us, what we realized is we weren't, you know, we're both busy, we weren't keeping up with the floor cleaning as much as we probably should having two dogs. So with the ability to send the vacuum out three or four days a week, and the mop the same, I think we just feel better about the fact that our house is cleaner with the dogs and us tracking stuff in in the winter weather and the mud and the water and everything else. It it just keeps for me, it keeps the overall housework down.
1: I'm I'm just waiting for the first traditional vacuum company to come out with a marketing campaign around like hashtag save the lines because for us it's we love the vacuum lines in the carpet. Right. And it's the same thing with the mowing where I when I was deciding between my big riding lawnmower or a robot mower i was like i just love the look of lines and i think that i think a marketing campaign could be very successful once these things get big enough that it starts to really eat into the profits of the traditional vacuum companies yeah it would be so hard for me to get rid of because i've just been trained since i was a little kid to make perfect vacuum lines right oh wow super yeah it was something my mom taught me and my wife is very appreciative that my mom just in you know it from a young age and my wife was the same way so it works out well we love our vacuum lines
0: Aaron, the uh, the mop itself has always the the mops that oh, have wow. been out have not been very good, just to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For at least in the reviews that I've seen with the bigger mop, and we're showing a picture on YouTube of kind of I, I'm assuming this is after one time maybe of mopping the yeah. floor or right.
2: And, so I would um, say that's after doing our entire main floor.
0: Okay. Um. satisfying that? Uh, do you see that as a pretty good result?
2: I do, and because. Like I say, it's it's not picking up, you know, a big muddy footprint. It's getting all that extra little dirt and stuff that you don't necessarily see. You know, that if you wash the floor once a week, sure, like you're going to pick all that up and stuff. But it's it's the stuff that you don't see. So I was actually, I was really surprised at how much it did pick up because I had that impression too, especially the first mop I tried a couple of years ago. I was like, there is no way this is picking up squat. And then you turn the mop over and you look at the cleaning pad and it's, it's horrifying. Like it really is. It's, it's quite mucky. It's quite dirty. There's all kinds of hair and fibers and everything else all over it. And it's just like, you know, that's, that's what's on your floor between between regular washings and to your poem, by the way, about the vacuum lines. This is something I noticed between my earlier tests of the robot vacuums and the newer vacuums. Whereas before, I think robot vacuums in particular used to clean sort of your whole room or your whole floor by virtue of the fact that at random they're just kind of going around everywhere and eventually they sort of make it to almost every spot in the house. Now they're a lot more linear and deliberate. So you can see this in the video reviews that I did for the... um, the new robot vacuum, the uh, Roomba S9 Plus in particular, and even the Bravajet M6 Mob. They go in straight lines. So they're kind of going and then they're touching the wall or touching the furniture and then they're turning around and coming down the other side beside it. Whereas before they were just sort of bumping into everything, now it's a lot more deliberate. It, it, the smarts inside these robots shows a lot more, I think.
1: Probably a lot more efficient in that way too, right? Like, I hey, I haven't so, hit yeah. that area over there. It's not just me by random that I hit it again. I'm actually going to go out and pursue that area. Definitely. Okay,
0: Aaron, you said uh, in your video, do you, do you have? Did you have some? Uh, there. Uh, let's see if we can. I'm assuming this is um, it running. Do you show yeah. it coming off the carpet? Uh, let's see.
2: Yeah. So they do. Um, they've got a great ability, which is what we're seeing right now is to avoid cords so they can run over cords and basically spit them out. Whereas again, previous generations would have just tangled them up and, you know, brought it to a stop. So now they're a lot smarter now, you know, they're able to avoid a lot of these issues, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally just forgot your question.
0: Oh, do the, do you have any uh, video of it being on a carpet? The, oh yes. One, sorry.
2: It goes, one. um, it goes pretty seamlessly from carpet to floor. And yes, there is carpet in here. I can't remember where exactly no, it is in the video. I'm
0: scanning through the video to see. It'll you. do,
2: um, it's actually got, I guess you could call it a power boost. So once it gets up from the floor onto the carpet, it'll actually kick the motor up higher because it wants to get all that junk out of the carpet fibers. So you'll hear it sort of kick up. And when it's doing the carpet, it's got a lot more suction power than it does when it's just doing, say, floors or tile.
0: You know, when we showed that video just a minute ago, uh, it wasn't long ago we couldn't do streaming here on YouTube Live and show a video at the same time and it be any quality. And that that actually worked
2: somewhere. I know.
0: Somewhere in the technology. Maybe it's StreamYard. We changed over, and that I, I, that actually looked that actually looked pretty Yeah, no, I haven't. I, I've actually avoided video uh, in the podcast because of how bad it has been. You know, mm-hmm. it starts causing the video to jitter a little bit. I'm assuming those in the chat room who are watching live, I probably look just as good as if they were watching it on YouTube. You guys can let us know. But that was as I just remember. I'm like, oh, oh, oh wait a minute. I'm showing a video. And I looked at it. I'm like, man, that actually looks pretty good. So uh, somewhere in there, we just we just cut over. Um, you mentioned price and like that the just the vacuum is a grand. Is that right? Is about a thousand dollars
2: more? The, uh, oh. the new <laughs> again, again Canadian versus U.S. dollars. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, the yeah. Um, the S nine plus with uh, they call it the clean disposal base. You can get the robot separately without that base and just empty it yourself. But if you want sort of the whole package, the new robot with the base, it's about sixteen hundred Canadian dollars. Wow.
0: So that's yeah. about fifty dollars American.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. Pocket. Man, that's a deal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news on that. Yes. Our Canadian friends always hammer me on that all the time.
2: You guys uh, do get a good deal.
0: So maybe 1200 probably. If it's 16 yeah. there, it's probably 1200 here. I think $1, a yeah. 1000 to 1200 bucks. Mike, is that enough like okay, you're the perfect candidate for this bike because busy kids, dog, like at the $1200 price point, does that change does that change your mind?
1: Uh it's still a little too high only because, and I'll tell you this I actually don't think I'm the perfect candidate just because of the kids, because there are so many toys all the time. We do try and pick up every night, but that, you know, how often does that happen? Right. So I, it would be tough. I think you would start running into a lot of things. Um, I don't know. It's getting there. I definitely want to try it out and, and see. I, here's the thing I think if I had one for a week, I would buy one. Right. i think it would be yeah. once i saw it in action had the convenience yeah. of it uh, i think we would we would really enjoy it but without having like that initial hook to get me in it's still a little high in price i think they'll come down right that's still pretty pricey it's almost like kind of new tech price to yeah. me at least it seems yeah,
2: yeah. well and you can get some of the older models in particular for a lot less i mean you can certainly get a basic roomba like we were talking about them they're a little more random they're a little less smart a little less deliberate they're not tag teaming them with the mob yeah but you can get those for a couple hundred bucks now
1: jim knows me though if i go i go all in and i go you know so so jim knows it, next week i'll say yeah i grabbed one it was awesome no
2: nice. so
0: you're gonna buy one use it for a week and then sell it like for more
1: than i bought or it more one. than you paid
0: for it yeah oh like nice that's, yeah that's yeah. the way we that's the way weaker works he he gets into something he calls me hey you got to do this so by the time I finally figure out what he's doing, he's already out <laughs> sold his stuff for more than he bought it for and has moved on to the na- All right, ham radio mic? Are you still doing it?
1: I'm clicking my, I've I've All keep, right, this okay. is just my little tactile thing right All here right. I play with while I podcast, That's an exception. Yeah. We've yep.
0: we've been on ham now for I've 6 months. On ham, maybe, hey, yeah, right? that's a
1: long time. You know, Jim, yeah. the joke was uh I was talking to Hannah. I'm like, "Do you realize like I've been podcasting with Jim? This is the longest I've ever done anything." Like, I've been with you for 5 years now. That's I mean, yeah. In my lifetime, that's longer than I've ever done it. Soccer, I guess, when I was a kid. I think I longer than, than long you've been day, married. But, uh, right? it, is, it is. It's longer than I've been married. It's longer <laughs> than I was in undergrad. Obviously, four years yeah. longer than law school. Yeah. Um, yes. It's the longest I have done. You heard it here first, games. Aaron.
0: Like like.
1: Yeah.
2: Podcast husbands. That's yeah, cool. thank podcast you. husbands. There we thank go.
0: you. That's yeah. that's uh, that's that's pretty Except awesome. Except for Jim so.
1: seeing a divorce come in the future, I think, because I keep telling him I'm too busy on the weekends to see him. <laughs> no, listen, that,
0: that won't break. As long he as thinks, he he thinks I'm Thursday. seeing
1: other podcast husbands. As oh, long, yeah. You know,
0: l- uh, I, I'm actually thinking Hannah's blocking me at this point. She's like. Hey, you spent you spend too much time with him as it is already. He's he's getting you into bad habits, like a lot of beer and these cigars and all that other stuff. And She's so-
2: talk blocking you. She, kinda, she, she yeah.
1: knows that's not your uh, that's not your doing. So that's so good.
0: Yes, she is indeed. We'll let that one rest. Um, my uh, so my wife got a note on her phone. She is a Google Fi user, and they're giving all Google Fi users uh, the new Nest. Um, I think it's the Nest, um, because that's a Google product now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they're yeah, they're all getting the low end kind of the Nest devices. So the Nest no?
1: what? Because now everything is Nest from them. The mini,
0: mini probably
1: I, the I Google Nest Mini. mini. I, I, yeah, I
0: imagine it's the entry level, which is pretty yeah. interesting. They didn't ask; they just got a note on their phone that they they, they say, "Hey, you are sending in one your way." Joe had been had said to me earlier he he wanted me to review one, so he's I think he's drop shipping this one. Um. I am kind of interested in the Google product. And of course, Aaron, you reviewed these. We have the, um, I have the the Amazon Hub, the Mm 5-inch Hub, and we kind of like it. As a matter of fact, my wife just asked me this week, Hey, should we get one of these for my mom so that we can do drop-in video? Which, yeah, it's a perfect. And if she does that, I may get one for my mom, just to be honest, uh, so we can drop-in video with her. We could do video on the computer, but she has a hard time figuring that out. You tried out the Google Nest Hub Max. How'd you
2: like it? I like it. I like it a lot. Google's Google's products or Google Nest's products are like the form factor alone is really nice. Um, this one, the, the Nest Hub Max is a 10 inch screen with a stereo speaker. So looks beautiful, sounds great. And the sort of key differentiating factor about the Google Nest Hub Max is that it's got a Nest Cam built in. So great for doing video calls if that's what you want, but it also gives you the ability to look in on your room so you can use it as a security camera and no one would know. So if you ever need to keep an eye on your kids or you're out of town and just want to, you know, see what's going on at home, Um, that's the extra added feature with this one. So it does everything you would expect your smart home, digital assistant, smart speaker thing to do, you know, set timers and alarms, ask questions, answers, recipe conversions, news briefings, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's got this extra camera in it and it works really well. The camera quality is really good. Um, yeah, it's kind of a nice added feature.
0: It it looks like a beautiful device. I mean, I, At the ten inch size, it's like having an iPad basically, uh, but a lot but a lot cheaper, right? Uh, What what do what are these retailing for?
2: The max is selling for about three hundred Canadian right now. Okay, and the smaller version, which I think is about a seven inch screen, which is the Google Nest Hub, is about one seventy. So. I mean, a bit of a price difference depends what you want is, is the camera worth upgrading and do you need a much larger screen on the hub max? So yeah, kind of a. Do, I, do- I
1: love that screen for, cause we have one, we have the smaller version without the camera in it and I love it in the kitchen. I always thought, you know, Alexa. Sorry, I just triggered everyone's evening. <laughs> a lady. Uh, a lady, I always love in the kitchen for measurements and things like that. Yeah. But man, being able to ask them, and they talk about in the commercial, right? Like, how do I slice a lemon, right? How do I do whatever? And having it just instantly pop up a YouTube video and show you uh, is, is really useful. I really like it. It plays YouTube TV. It does all of those things. The one, we have it in our kitchen. And then actually, the reason it gets the most use is because we have a curated automatic um, Google photos playlist that plays on it. Oh, so anytime that our faces, me, my wife, and my boy show up in a picture in our thing, it'll show it on there eventually. And, and that is actually my father-in-law. He'll come and just sit in front of that thing for like an hour and he'll just swipe through. Oh, the nice. He just, he thinks it's one of the coolest things. Yeah. And I, I was not, I didn't know how I would feel about the screen or if it would get much use and it, I use it now more than I do A-Lady um, mm. in the kitchen. And we have both right next to each other. Um, the A-Lady for us plays obviously better audio because it's the full-sized um, right. Echo device compared to the smaller Google. But the Google Max with those stereo speakers, is the sound pretty decent?
2: The sound quality is great. Um, the Hub Max is is not that far off the original google home max which was sort of the really big speaker speaker. version like the semi-pro version almost right? right um so it's a bit smaller than that and it's got the screen on it the audio quality on these devices like whether it's the google devices or honestly the a lady devices is is really good like they sound amazing i just i tried the google nest mini a few weeks ago and I thought, you know, compared to all of these much larger speakers, this is going to sound like crap. And I tried it out, you know, put on a bunch of music, and I could not believe how good it sounded. I'm, of late, I've been really impressed with the quality of a lot of the things that I've been testing out. I would say about four or five years ago, I went through a phase where I felt like everything I was testing out was just crap. And people were just throwing stuff onto the market. It wasn't ready for prime time. You know, nothing worked as it was supposed to. The quality was subpar. And I feel like a lot of the manufacturers and, you know, Google and Amazon among them have just raised the bar on everything. And, you know, they say you're getting a good speaker. You're getting a good speaker.
1: Okay, that's good to know. Because I've been thinking about maybe trying out more of the Google devices and, and giving them a shot. Our house is littered with Echo devices. Um, and I was like, huh, maybe maybe giving the switch over could be something pretty cool. Although I've been playing a ton lately with the Echo's ability to do routines. So yeah, yeah, a good night routine and having her go through a whole list of things that she does – has been has been pretty cool too. I've been playing around with the different skills and playing music. Hannah and I have been trying to listen to music as we fall asleep, see if it helps mm-hmm. us sleep better. And uh, the routines is pretty cool. I'm sure Google has something very similar to it. Yes. Um, yeah. But those those sort of things, and along with um, Apple's Siri, which also has that same sort of routine skills ability now, where you can build your own automation mm-hmm. with um, Siri, has been has been pretty cool. They're, yeah, there's
2: they're getting so much smarter.
0: You're you're using both. I'm assuming in the house. Do you have a preference on what do you what do, what's your go to now?
2: I would say probably up to about a year ago, it was Alexa without a doubt and far and away. Um, Google's really stepped up. So I would say I went through this. I think I went through this about six months ago, and I was like, okay, are are both assistants still kind of on par with each other? And I would say they are. I mean. They can both recognize so many of the commands now. Um, They're so responsive. I would say nine times out of 10 on either device, I'm getting a valuable response out of them. I'm going to say this with some sadness because I am an Apple user and I really do like, I love my iPhone. I love my MacBook. um, But Siri makes me sad. Siri... I just find is not as, not nearly as responsive or as smart or as intuitive as either Google or Amazon's devices. So I've, I've, I played with sort of Apple's HomeKit a while ago and with, um, with one of their smart speakers and, and it was okay. And then I just sort of left it behind. And I've really, I would say I've pushed forward with both Google and Amazon and I've had really good results. I'm probably due to try out the um, the Apple HomeKit, see see how it's doing these days with Siri. But um, that yeah. have
1: you used shortcuts with Siri, the new app, or do you use an iPhone? I guess I should, that's I do use thing. an iPhone. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I had not. You know, they announced this about a year ago. I think with shortcuts um, being the ability to build in automation and. Mm-hmm if you go into the gallery because they have pre-built ones that people can submit and go look at what they're doing and then look at the actual script that they're running, how they built it. Mm. It's ingenious. The things you can do now with shortcuts. So I've really started playing with it. Now it's a different use case for me. I have my, my Google and my a lady at home, right? Cause those are speakers. I'm not going to have uh, the home pod everywhere. Those are just way too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but for an out and about in the wild, when you're out of your home, uh, Siri has become a super powerful tool with shortcuts. Um, even the ability of like, it knows as soon as it connects to the Bluetooth in my car without, I don't have CarPlay or anything. I have an automation where it starts playing my latest podcast, open up Ways. Mm. get directions to work and mm. only do that if it's within a certain time period, right? Because if I if I do that in the middle of the day, I don't want directions to work. But in the morning, that's what it's going to do every time it connects to my car Bluetooth. And just so little things like that, people have been doing a lot with RFID tags, because they opened up that ability. Um, So they get home and they just tap their phone as they walk in the door and it triggers all sorts of automation. So it's for me, it's more of a great out and about assistant and it's gotten a lot better. Now, Google does this a lot without needing to play with it, right? Because Google just has that data. Um, But Apple has really opened up its abilities and everything in the gallery, the the gallery of shortcuts. So I think you have to go out and get the app. It's no longer just included, uh, but it's from Apple called Shortcuts. And uh, just uh, fun to play I think with. It is with included, anything. Mike. I've is got it, included it now.
0: Yeah, it's a good reminder because I tried uh, if this and that integrations to get ways to open as soon as I leave my home area. Yeah, you know, okay, um, ninety nine times out of uh, out of a hundred when I'm leaving my home area, I'm going to work. So that's a pretty safe assumption to say. Hey, when I leave the home area, I just want you to open ways and navigate to work because what I really wanted to do is tell me. Don't take the interstate, you know, because I, I have really two options to get to work, the interstate or 10th Street, I like think it's 13th. And um, uh, a lot of mornings now are in the last year that interstate commute for me has it's jammed up three out of four times. And mm-hmm. so Waze has become more important to be like, no, no, no don't go that way. Take 13th Street. And so <clears throat> I tried using if this, and that doesn't work very well um, mm. for that. I try. I need to try shortcuts because I think that 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 may be the way to to get well, it. Well,
1: try it, and then the the thing that I in my brain when I still think of Siri and these, I think of an assistant where I need something right now and I ask it something. Right where when I when you're looking through the gallery on shortcuts, there are things like, hey, every morning, email me my calendar. So look at my calendar and just send me an email with a PDF or you can have it texted to you, right? Like what are my main things I have today? And it just, it can do all these automations that don't really require you to even have any input, but it's things that, and, and like I said, the, or there's a, there's a, what is my availability? So I can say, hey, check my availability for next Friday and then send a meeting invite to Aaron Lawrence uh, with my availability. And the background script that these guys have developed in this app is super cool. Where it goes, it checks your calendar. When am I available? Puts, takes that information, parses it, puts it in a text message, sends it to you, and all of a sudden, within a second, you have my availability for that day without us being connected in Outlook or the traditional calendar clients. So just, yeah, give it a shot. It's a good reminder to kind of check these things out. So that mm-hmm. and then routines for A-Lady, things that have just been getting a lot better that I've been enjoying playing with.
2: I will definitely check that out. Yeah.
1: Couple comments from the chat
0: room. Let's uh, let's not forget about them. Uh, Kevin is. Oh, by by the way, new feature on StreamYard. So now when I bring in comments, it doesn't cover up the bottom person. Oh,
1: it moves that. them it up. To, Look at that. Yeah, it okay. moves
0: everybody up. So okay. the guys at StreamYard are crushing it. Kevin says they do sound good. We were talking about the the these these devices. They are all chasing Sonos for sound quality, and I think there's some real truth to that. You know, of course, Sonos sets the bar. Um, uh, is the kind of the leader in that, and then of course Kevin says, but of course Amazon and Google come in at a fraction of the price uh, of that. Uh, Tejowski says, I've I have one um, of the older Lenovo made Google assistants, and the sound quality is really really good, not Sonos, but but pretty close. Kevin, well, agrees.
2: Sonos Sonos has the smarts built in now too. I think you can access both Google and Alexa mm-hmm. using a Sonos.
0: Kind of kind of your choice of that. Other Jim says. I have the Echo Show eight, and we have the Show five, and I think that's the one we're going to buy for our parents. Uh, Coming on the way, I like the 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 shutter for the camera, and that is you know it's the lowest tech thing in the world. It's just a piece of plastic, but that is a good right over the right over the camera. We have not ended up using our Show um, five for very many things, but it really like having the added feature, even for timers, having the camera Mm -hmm. the the screen, um, and 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 I know I am a little in the early in the show to mention this, but when we're making HelloFresh meals with it, many of the many of the steps take timers, and so right. we get multiple timers rolling on that, and then you can say, "Show me my timers." And if you've if you've named them right, you know, hey, the potatoes got fifteen minutes, the <laughs> carrots got ten. We're finding that to be really, really kind of helpful and convenient as far as being able to have that screen. Mike, we don't watch YouTube on it. I don't, although it can't, you can't, I don't think you can watch YouTube live on an Amazon device, right? Okay. Is that- oh,
1: not on Amazon. And I don't know how to do it on Google. My own, the only person in our house who knows how to do it is my almost two year old. Is that Emmett? Somehow. <laughs> no, it's no, Harris, Harrison. my even youngest one. <laughs> Somehow, without fail, he gets up there and he swipes some way and he's watching. YouTube TV, but I have no idea how he does it. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't
0: I don't find us watching it a lot um, for media consumption. I kind of want it on a bigger screen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's kind of other ways to do that. But but I am finding it terribly convenient. Let's ask let's ask her what she feels about this. So I'm going to say, hey, Alexa, how do you feel about the Google Nest Hub Max?
2: Here's something I found from the article Google Home on Wikipedia. (laughs) A second smart display called Google Nest Hub Max. All right, Alexa, stop.
0: <laughs> so, there, you know, we... Oh, display and video Alexa, stop. <laughs> so there's, you know, th- there is this, you know, and I, I wasn't expecting anything, but you do kind of get these. We're still in this spot where you're getting some, they're going to the search engine looking for some kind of relevant something or other that's on it. Um, the drop-in capabilities, Aaron. Have you have you done much where you're talking? You, you using them like you would use a, a telephone or a communication device?
2: I was trying to use it in our house. Our house isn't that big, but I thought it was super convenient to be. My husband's home office is in the basement, and mine's mm-hmm. upstairs. So, you know, I would try and drop in on him, and I'd be trying to complete the call, and I'm like, what is going on? So I go downstairs, and he's got it unplugged. His his whole thing about these devices is like they're oh. listening to us, yeah. they're watching us. So when I was testing out the the Google Nest Hub Max, I'd come out, you know, in the morning and the the screen is face down on the on the table. Yeah. So I'm like, What are what are you doing to my device? He's like, Oh, there's a camera in there. I gotta I'm like, Well, there's a shutter, like you can just shut it off. And he's like, <laughs> No, no.
0: So good thing it, his wife's a tech journalist. I
2: know. <laughs> it w- it was working when they were plugged in but uh yeah. when he sort of grows yeah. weary of you know the device listening to him yeah. uh yeah. he just unplugs it and so it's it's a little harder to drop in on people when the device is unplugged yeah. but otherwise be- it works fine I added an Echo
1: Auto to my car, and speaking of dropping in, there's also the announce feature, which is really cool. So you can say, hey, announce that I'm on my way home. So in the car, I can just say that, oh, cool. and it announces it at home because I know that whenever, when I leave, Hannah is already home with the boys, and she's usually thinking about dinner getting stuff ready. and just lets her know that... I'm on my way, and the boys think it's really funny that, oh, where's he at? And it just kind of breaks in and announces that without having to do the whole drop-in, call, start call, end call. It's right. just one quick command, right? Or Hannah can do That's it. That's a great stairs. feature. She can say announce, and it oh, to all the ones in the house, hey, dinner's ready, You know, come to the kitchen or whatever. And so it works. great. It works pretty well, especially, I think, if you had older kids who are maybe up in their rooms and in all corners of the house being able to do that, especially because and- our house is littered with those tiny little dots. And you can do that uh, with a, with the app too, you right? can, So yeah.
0: you go to the app and set the announcement and, yep. and send it to everything. That's that's a cool way. You know, I do find, maybe it's just because I'm getting old, but I'm having a hard time keeping up. Like there's so many great capabilities and mm-hmm. you're like, I didn't even know I could do that. I mean, I, I knew I could do the announcement thing, but.
2: that uh, so, That's the first I've heard of announcements. I'm just yeah. sitting here going like, wow, that's a game changer.
0: That could be, you know, especially if you've got them, you know, set up correctly. In in theory, you know, if you, you 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 connect a family, you could do these. It doesn't have to be in the house, right? You can drop in on so and so's Echo, mm-hmm. and they can answer it. The green light will will do. I'm assuming Google has some similar functionality, and it's built in. It's, its two, so they'll connect together as well. So yep.
2: they've got Google Google Duo. Okay. which is is sort of their video calling feature same
0: same kind of functionality mm-hmm. i think we're probably gonna be a dual family starting here pretty quick um I, i've been looking at the google devices just because it's like i should probably get one or two to kind of mess around with and uh and so i think I think that Christmas time you know there's now is the right time to buy i don't know about you guys but There were so many good Black Friday deals this year that, you know, Acronis, I'm a big Acronis user, they kept dropping their price like every three days. And I was like, dang it, why did I buy this back in early November? (laughs) I could have gotten it for like a dollar at some point. I was
2: just in the grocery store, Jim, and like not an hour ago, and they're giving them away if you spend, you know, 200 bucks on groceries. You can get the Google Nest Mini. Yeah, and I was just, to flood the
0: market for sure. I
2: thought, you know, that's, that's, know. that just shows you how prolific these are becoming, that they want them in absolutely every, they do. every home they and they every do. room.
0: The, the Amazon devices, you can plug them into the walls and, you know, they've just got just listening posts ever. I always wondered, you know, as a kid and I was watching Star Trek, right. And they, in, in some of those episodes of Star Trek, they would have a, a situation where they needed to go back and play something that had happened in the past. So they say, computer, you know, play this thing. And, th- and then it would show. And I was like, how did they do that? There were no cameras. Like, you know, and th- now I know they were Amazon devices. <laughs>
1: right. Well, that's been a court case already. They, yeah. The court wanted to go back and access the audio from a crime that was committed. and all the details, but, um, and the courts had a battle over, can, you know, did um, Amazon need to release that data? Can they release that data? And it was a, it was a big thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Aaron, it's the season of lights. It's Christmas time. And you're actually, like, you covered lights better than anybody, which is great. I think you really like lights. I think you really like it. Um, We finished the deck finally. And for folks who've been listening to me for a long time, they know this was a six-year project that I embarked on. This is a a lot worse than um, Gilligan's Island (laughs) (laughs) because I was rebuilding that deck for a long time. And if you're laughing, you're old. And um the the um, and I've been thinking about putting some outdoor like hue or like you know, because you can change the colors and you can do that, and then I kind of start looking at the price tag, right mm-hmm. and you kind of think, oh, I need about two hundred feet of lights. That's gonna be a couple right. hundred dollars in lights, right? But there are some interesting lights out there. What do you like what if, what are you seeing and and what's kind of rising to the top when we think about? decorative lights for the housing for you
2: right now? Oh, yeah. Um, Well, Philips Hue, who I actually really like, I think they probably do smart lighting better than anyone. Um, They've got all kinds of outdoor lights and indoor lights, for that matter. But um, outdoors, if you want something for your deck, they've got sort of these light strips. um, And... The one I got for our deck is actually quite long. So you're talking about you need a longer run. Mm -hmm. This one, I I can't remember off the top of my head how long it is, but um, runs the whole length of our deck. They've got spotlights now. Um, Ring is also the makers of the video doorbells. They also have some outdoor lights. Now their lights aren't color changing. They're more sort of security lights that connect to the cameras. Um, But, you know, they've got a whole lineup of lights Philips Hue does some really cool stuff. LifeX um, is also another company that's doing a lot with smart lighting. Um, and you know, you can get the light strips, so you can put them around the windows. You can coil them up under, you know, a piece of furniture under the couch. They can change colors. You can set all the timers for these, so that they can, you know, come on as soon as it's sunset in a Christmas pattern. Like you can make them red and green. You can make them orange for Halloween. So. I mean, I've got, gosh, I've I've got smart lighting all over the house. And I mean, you can do this with the light bulbs too. So, and of course, because they all connect to Google and Alexa. Sorry, A-lady. yeah um, no, you're fine. You, you can ask for, you know, turn all my lights red and green. And they'll do it or turn them blue, you know, depending on what, what kind of decor you want to do for the holidays. Or turn everything to candlelight. So it's just a really nice way. I've always found smart lights a really nice way to set the mood, and yeah, I mean for the holidays it's just a natural. Yeah,
0: yeah. I we we I just bought some Christmas lights last year at the end of Christmas. You know, you go, you get they're normally twenty bucks, you get them for like seventeen cents. You know how that goes. So <laughs> I bought those in in you know the green, and I just stapled them up there, and actually just you know I I on one side I put frosted, on the other side I put non-frosted, whatever you call those. Native. I don't even know what to call them. Native. And what do you call those lights <laughs> that don't have anything on them? Lights? That good to me. Lights. Like native. Let's
1: go with native. Native
0: sounds good. So, um, uh, and man, it's and we put them up underneath the railing, and it just adds mm-hmm. so much omnience to it. But it would be fun uh, to look at maybe putting some rope lighting underneath there completely that you could do some some controls. When you're trying to set mood or trying to change colors or stuff. Is that complicated uh, to do? Is it pretty easy? Is it all in the app? Is that something I could pick up pretty fast?
2: Definitely. It's it's all in the app now. And you can also add tricks. Uh, Mike, I think, mentioned IFTTT, or do we call it IFTTT? Yeah, whatever um, you want to call it, yeah. Where you can have your smart lights set up. So if it's going to snow tomorrow. In my house, for example, the lights all turn blue. So if I wake up in the morning and all the lights are blue, I know it's... Scheduled to snow tomorrow. Which is every day in the winter, right? Every day in the winter for you. (laughs) (laughs) Blue lights. So uh, using the controls in the app is super simple. It's pretty easy to set timers or to, um, a lot of them have like a sunrise or a sunset function. So you can have your lights come on, you know, at sunrise, an hour before sunrise, an hour after sunrise, shut off, or sorry, at sunset, shut off, you know, at sunrise kind of thing. Um, and at the same time, you can program what brightness do you want them to come on at? What colors do you want them to come on at? Exactly which lights do you want to come on? So, you know, familiarizing yourself with the apps or the interfaces, they're all pretty user friendly. Um, and it gives you so much flexibility to just, you know, create. and you can create those routines like we were talking about earlier, yeah. too. It's like, you know, set set the Christmas routine or happy holidays, whatever you want that routine to be. And yeah, they're fun. I, re- I really like smart lights. I really like them.
0: I, I'm showing the Philips Hue white and color ambient. This is their outdoor strip, a seven foot section, and it's $87. Am I missing something or is that going to be pretty much standard? Again, like I would need. I'd say that's you know, standard, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I would need, I really have the deck has one, two, three, four, eight foot sections. So I would need four of those. Um, so that's a three hundred and you know, eighty dollar setup, which even in Canadian dollars is pretty expensive, right? <laughs> <Woo>!
2: <laughs> that's a mortgage.
0: I know we're thinking um, about that, you know.
2: But if you think about it, if you were gonna go to Home Depot and buy the equivalent of light fixtures and wire and junction boxes and do all your wiring and you know, and then it's probably not smart. So I don't know. I I feel like the cost would be fairly comparable. And, you know, if you use the traditional lights, you're getting none of the smart functions. You can't voice control them. You can't control them with the app in a lot of cases. So, you know, it's it's what you want them to do, right? Yeah.
0: And maybe there's some other options for me as well. And I'm not saying, you know, you always go the cheapest options, but, you know, here's some colored... Light rope. This is uh, thirty three feet. Uh, Whoa, hundred LED, fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. Now, I'm not saying you go. Probably this can't route. go wrong. You're not saying you go this <laughs> route because it probably. It, I'm sure it comes in a Chinese uh, bag, and uh, in and in, you know, but. There, says it says think- it
2: comes with perfectly matched hooks, Jim. I don't even know what that means.
0: There, there you go. 18 but, sets
2: of hooks. All,
0: all right. First of all, I'm super impressed that you can even read the words. <laughs> <laughs> are you are, are you watching this on your, like, 50-inch TV? Is that what you've got going I, on? There? I,
2: I did just get a 55-inch LG OLED yeah. TV, but no, I am not okay. watching that today. All right,
0: I thought maybe you were... You were, uh, all your, all your review gadgets uh, have been deployed. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, there's probably some middle ground, but that being said, man, 17 cent Christmas lights and I'm not far (laughs) away. Like we're 13 days from Christmas as we record this right now. And I'm like, Hey, there's always those after Christmas deals. Definitely. I will probably go pick up just some green and try to match them as close as I can. The store I bought them at last Winter has already gone out of business. So I uh. don't know if I'm going to get those exact lights again, but ShopCo, where, where I got my earbuds, those they, they went out of business. So I don't know, but it it is kind of great. And I've got the the deck
1: lights are on an old school switch. I go up mm-hmm. there
0: and go click and they come on, you know, and you're like, that's pretty cool. And I think uh, it
1: totally depends on where you're putting them and what you need. Because, for example, you guys, we were talking about my lighting and I'll kind of pan up here. So, it's hidden in between the wood beams. So, no one's going to see what type of lights they are. And for me, I'm not changing the color too often. So, the remote works pretty well for me. Or, I also had them on one of the, um, oh, you know, the the smart plugs, right? From TP Link Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so, you could still have voice enabled on off. Now, you're not going to be able to change the color. But, you know, for a certain. If these were my upstairs lights where I want that color changing, the scenes, the routines, but it just, I think it depends. So for an outside spot, maybe you don't really need the color changing. So maybe the cheap ones do work and you use a TP Link little smart switch. And then that way they at least can be on your routines for on and off, uh, but not the color changing. Cause I, I use a mixture of both. Yeah. Well, and the good
2: thing about smart lights too is that the way I've done it is I've added kind of lights every year, you know? True. Yeah. Yeah. And can you can, <laughs> can constantly expand yeah. your setup and your kit. So I, Jim, I say start with one run, you know, along the back of the deck or something, see how you like it. And then if you wanna, you know, start adding more. Yeah. It's it's all buildable, right? So No,
0: right on, right on. And I can I can I can finish out the deck in white to have mm-hmm. the, you know, to kind of have the basic lighting. And then I could begin to add some other things that, to it uh, on the smart side. It would be fun. You know, we're not out there a ton because of the weather. We're not out there really as much. If it was in California and we could go out, you know, 350 days out of the year, then I might think, okay, I'm going to invest in these lights because we're going to use them all the time. I mean, I'd love one of those things where it could be set up to the music that's playing or could kind of, you could kind of set it, you know, kind of dim it. Brighten it up, whatever, whatever you're trying to do. What besides? Okay, so a real uh, you had a utility use case where you're saying like, when it's going to snow, they're blue. Do you have other other um, settings that you use for that kind of to tell you things with your lights besides that one? Or now Mike's just showing off. Back
1: there. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could do red and blue, and I I can't. It's, it's all it's all or nothing, and so.
0: Do you have other scenarios that you use that for? We
2: like, did. I had, it, um, I had it set up for a while where if somebody rang our ring video doorbell, the lights on this one particular lamp would flash. And then for Halloween, I had a setup where if somebody rang the ring video doorbell, the lights would flash like orange and purple or something. Um, and then there was like one other level that I could have taken that where if I had hooked it up to, you know, a smart speaker or something, that I could play, you know, scary sounds, like scary laugh. (laughs) That was the worst scary laugh ever, by the
0: way. That's good. It's at the end I'll I'll work on it. You're okay.
2: Um, So there's, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do with it. Mm. Um, The doorbell thing is kind of a more practical use case if you don't necessarily hear the doorbell, because if you don't have the ring chime installed and you don't have your phone with you, you might miss it. But if the lights are going on and off, you know, you might notice it.
0: Tonight, uh, as we were getting ready to eat dinner, uh, my daughter was doing something and I think she was plugging in the Christmas tree. And the, she said, She just, we just, she came home on Tuesday night. So she hasn't been home very long from school. And she goes, Don't we have something that we can just say, turn on the Christmas tree and it comes on? And how funny, like that was, she was saying it like it was, a, it was an expectation. I had bought last year, two years ago, I think every year, I bought a plug for the tree. Mm-hmm. We use it, we take the tree down, I have an extra plug. It gets deployed somewhere. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it got me it got me thinking I should probably go on Amazon tonight and uh and order a plug. So we've got, although there's only 13 days till Christmas, but it it the, the, the point was how quickly her expectation right. was that we just this thing's not on a smart plug. Yeah. Like <laughs>
2: Dad. Cool.
0: Yeah, like, what is your deal,
1: dude? I had the same exact problem, Jim, and then I had to quickly in my head, I'm like, okay, what lights in here are not Hue lights that I would have used a switch for? Where did I put that plug? And sure enough, it was down here in the basement, but I found it. Yeah, yeah. Now you end up- We're all good now. Christmas is back to being automated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, Aaron, we got just a Happy few Happy
2: automated Christmas. Yes, we, exactly. Or
1: take, take to Joski's, uh, suggestion and say, you know, on command, Merry Christmas on and bah humbug is off. Right. That's how I, I do was, like those that. Those could be your vocal commands.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's a good one. Indeed. Aaron, we just have a couple of minutes with you left. Uh, what do you have coming up? What's as we, as we think about, I mean, Christmas is obviously coming up and hopefully you're taking some time off from all the writing and the video stuff that you do and, and, and those kinds of things. As you look ahead to 2020, do you have some projects, as you think, besides the van? We're going to follow you. When do you think you'll have your van done? When do we need to have you back on to review the second van? Maybe summer?
2: Ideally, definitely by summer. But as soon as as we get some decent weather that we can get out there, we had the idea we wanted to get it done in a month. And we were trying really hard in the fall to, like, jam it through. And we just got hit by bad weather really soon. So I would say as soon as we get some good weather, like... April. If we have it ready by like May, that would be okay. ideal for me.
0: Just, just get in my head. Uh, yeah. From a from a review perspective, you got any gadgets laying around that you kind of excited about reviewing?
2: I do. I just finished reviewing a new smart home printer, um, HP Tango. And you know, smart home printers are connected now, which um. I. I didn't know Mm -hmm. I could be at the office and print something for my husband to sign at home or, you know, print a note or whatever, or be at home and print something at work. Like everything's connected now. Um, LG just loaned me a 55 inch OLED TV. That is quite literally a thin sheet of glass that is narrower than my pinky finger. Mm. And I mean, I tr- I had it on just for a couple of minutes while I was getting it out of the box and set up. Looks spectacular already. So I'm going to do a full review of that TV. Um, I'm really looking forward to going to CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, um, first week of January. I always find, again, crazy stuff that you just don't even know is out there. And you get to try it and see it in action and and learn about it and hopefully have a review opportunity down the road. So I've got all those on the go. I've got a sound bar coming, a Yamaha sound bar and subwoofer combo. And what else am I doing? Yeah, that's. have uh, yes, that's I've got, that's plenty. I've got a lot of stuff coming down.
0: That's plenty. Yeah, no, it it. Um... It sounds super cool. I, you know, it's funny. I, as long as I've been doing this, I'm in a spot right now. I'm busy enough that reviews just don't sound that interesting to me, but I really appreciate all the reviews that you do. Like it, they, they hit, I've subscribed to you on YouTube, so I get the notification as soon as it comes out. Sometimes I try to be the first person to watch it. It's just, you know, that's kinda of one of those kinds of things that I'm weird about. But <laughs> I'm I'm really enjoying, like, just watching your reviews and the stuff that you're doing. I think you fit what we do so well here. You're kind of a, an extension of kind of a home gadget geek. So thank you for all the work. Thanks again thank for kind of coming on here and being a part of. Of all the things that we do, and being so kind to be on, we we appreciate that. We'll look forward to catching up with you, springtime or so. I think so. I hope see so. See how the van's coming along, and and uh, hopefully you're still uh, the the van. Well, you're still married. We'll just hope at that point. So far, yeah. so good. Okay, good, good. I won't. the van to get in the way or skinny dipping? People, I don't know what, whatever's going on. I have to
2: work on that, have to work (laughs) on those pictures, whatever's (laughs) going on with van life.
0: Um, Aaron, again, thanks for coming on. We'll let you go so you can go back to your program already in progress. And uh, (laughs) thank you you for coming in. Mike and I will wrap up things here. So I appreciate it.
2: Thanks, you too. Happy holidays.
0: Have a great Christmas. You bet. You bet. We'll see, Aaron. Well, with that, we'll remind folks, uh, if you want to support the show and join us on Patreon, you can do it at theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. I want to thank everybody for doing that. That does it. It's just at Christmas time. You know, uh, Tajoski sent us some beer, uh, this week, which is always great. Uh, Joe, thanks again for, for doing that. And, um, it's just fun to get those things and share them with you guys. I get to share them with Mike. It's just uh, enjoyable. So we we appreciate your generosity in in you guys doing that. And, 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, super great. Um. Let's see. What what else am I supposed to say? <laughs> it, uh, uh <laughs> yeah, I just totally <laughs> lost. I No, I totally did. I totally lost my train of thought. Don't forget the AverageGuy.tv uh, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Christian just did a bunch of upgrades. By the way, he talked about those on cyber frontiers 59, which we just recorded and it will be coming out. Hopefully this weekend, I have three shows to do this weekend. So hopefully uh, we'll have that out, but you'll want to listen to that as well. I just made some upgrades looking for some new customers. So if you're looking for hosting and he can kind of configure it to be anything, um, he just picked up some new bandwidth or something. And he's like, Jim, it's super fast. So, if you want to head out there, if you got some things you want to host. Mike, you're got something. you hosting something over there.
1: I do. You? Yeah, I still have. I need, I need to do some updates to it. I kind of was giving myself some time to get into HAM. I did some initial HAM posts, and yeah. I've been waiting to get back out there. Yeah, I have a HAM, uh, w0egr.com is, nice. is my domain out there.
0: Yeah, it's freakishly fast. So um, it's just super crazy.
1: Uh, don't forget, you can also listen
0: to us on our app, Android, iPhone. Uh, Patreon subscribers help pay for that as well. And Spreaker, thanks speaker for building that for us. It's available at homegadgetgeeks.com. I mentioned HelloFresh, and they always keep me up to date with, like, super great coupons. And I can get you a free week of food. So if you're starving, and who isn't during the holidays, like, take a week off yeah. and do HelloFresh. Like, it's super easy. Take them up you on can, it. Yeah. You can give it a try. Sammy's home. Her and I are going to be cooking HelloFresh meals uh, during the holidays as well, we did a you poll. Guys sell
1: him out. I've got a bunch too because yeah, he got me on no. It.
0: You guys, you guys liking it? You, yep. And you're able to skip when you need to. Yeah, and yeah. Like we skipped things. all
1: December because we're just busy and not here very often, so we skipped December, yeah. and they didn't have any problem with that. Yeah, no so high
0: pressure. Well. No, <laughs> are you coming back? Right. No, they just they just let it go, and um, and we got um, what was really cool in this last box, we got some tin pans to use for leftovers, hmm. and I was like. That's kind of good thinking. I just love that they're really thinking about not just the food experience, but kind of the whole, the whole thing, the whole experience of what you're doing there. And uh, they got a wine club and they've got some other things uh, there as well. If you want to check them out, let me know. Jim at the average guy.tv. I'll get you a coupon for a week for free. I don't make anything off that one. There's a, on the, in the show notes, there's a link. I think you get 40 and I get 30. If you want to do it that way, that's fine. Some people have said, no, I want you to benefit from it. So, if you Want to do it that way? That works as well. Um, but let me know, Jim at the average guy. Um, dot TV. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at the average guy. TV. Slash live. Mike, you told me you're out next week. Is that true? What are you I doing?
1: Am. I know we have a it's kind of cool, actually. We have for our um and department, which I'm the attorney for them. We are doing our 2020 planning and our CEO has a lodge here in Nebraska. And we're going to go do an overnight um, kind of planning retreat, fun team building um, Thursday into Friday out at the lodge. So that was... Uh,
0: You're ditching me for work?
1: I know. Jeez. What yeah. kind I'm
0: of freaking priorities are that? <laughs> I don't get that at all.
1: Yeah. Do we have a guest next week? Yeah.
0: So Joel from Life Door is coming on. Oh, that's
1: right. It's Joel from Life Door. And
0: here it is. Yeah. Here's the, okay, here's, are... the, here's the unit right here. I haven't even okay. opened it up yet. So are you doing go- a live
1: unboxing? On I the show will probably or... yeah,
0: well, I don't know. I, I will probably have it ready so I can show it when we're on the show. Ordered it on a Black Friday deal. I think I got it for 89 bucks or something like that on Black Friday. Again, God, Black Friday was so great. Maybe we'll talk about a little bit of that in the post show yeah. uh, Black Friday deals. Um, some mm-hmm. things that we saw. Um, I definitely need, next year, I definitely need to start building a list of things that I want, saving money for them and buying them on Black Friday. It's just, it was ridiculous. Like, usually, you know, you go Black Friday or eh, whatever. But something like Life Door, you know, I wasn't even waiting. I just, um, I was sitting around and I got an email from them. And they are like, hey, we're running a Black Friday deal. And it's like 20% off or whatever. And so I picked it up and it came while I was gone. I also... Got a sweet cigar deal at at Thompson's, and they sent me a lighter and a cutter oh, in there as well. On, and a
1: free free gift with the purchase of your cigars. Yeah,
0: and we'll talk about this in the post show as well. Not a lot here, but I got a little rugged humidor, oh, right. which is what's the ability? To, yeah, it's just a that's the brand for. Oh,
1: okay, gotcha. I didn't know it was a special type type of humidor.
0: No, they call it a hufador. Uh-huh, but okay. I'll put a Bovada pack in it. We'll talk about it in the yeah. post show, but. Um, so I picked up some things. These were all Black Friday kind of deals um, as well. So um, stay around. If you're listening live, stay around. If you're a regular listener, I know it's been a while since we've done a post show, but we'll do one. I am going to talk a little bit about London. So if you want to talk, if you want to stay around, go out to Patreon, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. We'll have a kind of a whole separate post show. Mike, you got a few minutes for me. To do oh, that. yeah. yeah exactly. Definitely. So uh, don't forget, come out and join us live, uh, theaverageguy.tv slash live Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central Night Eastern. We'll see you next week. With that, we'll say goodbye.